0: So I'm Kayla Scholl. My maiden name is Needham, and today we're interviewing my grandma, Mama, and this is Mama. Uh, her full name is Sheila Lorraine Stangy. Maiden name was Selk. We call her Mama. Hi, Mama.
1: Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. And I'm Steph Scholl, and today is uh, August third. So 2019. Yes. Thank you. August third, 2019. <laughs> Okay. So my first question for you is, how did you get the name of Mama?
2: Well, when Kayla was born and she was little, they lived in Claire's home and my mother was alive at that time. And of course, so Kayla's mother was calling her grandma and Kayla's mom was calling me mom and Kayla was calling me grandma. And anyways, one day she was about two and she said i got it and we said what have you got and she she said uh, she pointed to my mother and said your grandma she pointed to her mom and said your mommy and she pointed to me and she said and you're mama and from that day on i was mama
1: Kayla you're so
0: smart <laughs> what can i say do you remember that moment <laughs> um no but i've heard the story and so i take <laughs> full credit for her becoming mama <laughs>
1: I love it. So let's just go back. We're going to just do your life history so that your posterity knows all about mama. So where were you born?
2: I was born in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada on August the 6th, 1947 in St. Michael's Hospital. Okay. At 4 a.m. in the morning.
0: Ooh. Okay. What, I, what, were your, what were your stats? Do you know? Like how, how big were you? Do you know? Um,
2: <laughs> 7... And a half pounds, but I I do not remember how long I was.
1: That's okay; it was a, a bit ago, so <laughs> your excuse for that. <laughs> so, where were you in your family? How many kids, siblings did you have?
2: Um, I came into a family of one older brother and one older sister, so there's only three children in our family.
1: Oh, so you're the baby of the family? Yes. Okay. Makes a boss. lot of sense. Yes, the baby and the boss.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and still am.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not questioning that. <laughs> what was life like growing up?
2: Well, um, I lived in Sterling, Alberta, until I was five. And then my dad bought a farm in Claire's home, and we moved to Claire's home. But when we lived in Sterling, we lived in the same yard as my grandma sold, and she was Four foot eleven and full of dynamite, and she was the best grandma any girl could ever have.
0: Except for me, because I have the best grandma. <laughs> but-
1: <laughs> well, Anyways, um, what made her the best grandma? I, from a very
2: small child, I I am bacon crazy. And she used to cook me bacon all the time. And I would go across the yard to her house and go in. And, of course, back then we had a coal stove with a warming oven. And she would always have a tray of bacon up there. And I'd go in and I'd say, Grandma, jump. She'd say, why? i say, see what's up there. And so then she'd <laughs> feed me bacon. <laughs> and whenever we got in a vehicle to go anywhere, um, my grandma was in the vehicle with us. And she was just very kind and
1: loving. She sounds great. And I didn't know that you were, what did you call it? A bacon. Pardon me. What did you call it? A bacon craver? Bacon. Bacon crazy? Is that what you said? Oh, bacon crazy. Bacon crazy. (laughs) Crazy. I've never heard of that before. I was wondering if that was a Canadian term (laughs) or (laughs) (laughs) you just are crazy for the bacon. And I still am. (laughs) <laughs> and so you had your grandma that lived very close. And then were your siblings close together in age or were you? Um,
2: my my brother actually is um, six years, seven years older than me. And my sister is five years older than me. They're 18 months apart. Oh, okay. Actually, I do believe my mother lost a baby in between my sister and I. Okay.
1: So, so there was a little bit of a gap. Yeah. They I were very so. close in years. And then. Yeah. And so, what did you guys do for fun as, as kids up there? Um,
2: I don't know. When you live on a farm, there's always something to do. I don't know if it's fun, but you're always busy doing <laughs> something. I remember as a kid growing up, we had sheep, and um, we had this sheep that that had a, a lamb, and then she she couldn't feed it, and so we had to bottle feed it. We called her Peggy, and then she had twins. But anyways, this Peggy was a pet. It was like a dog. It followed us everywhere. I can remember playing as a kid, Auntie I over, over the house. You'd throw the ball over the house and yell, Auntie I over, and then run around. Anyways. um. She would jump in the air every time you yelled Auntie I over and run as fast as she could around the house with us. <laughs> I remember her getting in the house one day on my brother's bed and was jumping on my brother's bed and was leaving little raisins on his bed as he jumped. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he appreciated that later. I don't think my mom did because she had to wash the bedding. <laughs> so describe your parents. What were they like? When we moved to Clare's home. I was five. We only lived there for a year and my father had a major heart attack and died. My father was the young, uh, second youngest child of 12 children in his family. And he was loved by all of his siblings. Well, maybe not my Aunt Ivy, but the rest of them really <laughs> loved him. And, um, he, he was a very kind, generous person. He would leave his own work to go help his neighbor. He would do anything for anybody, but he died at 37. So then my mom raised us, and she was a super mom because she had to be mom and dad to us. And after my dad died, we were hailed out on our farm for seven years in a row. So she had to get a job to support us to put food on the table because the farm just didn't do it. And, of course, we, back then, they didn't have hail insurance and all that kind of thing like they have today. So, yeah, it was pretty tough going. And when my dad died, my brother was 14, and he took over the farm, basically. He did all the farming with the help of one good neighbor. And he actually, I I grew up kind of feeling like he was my dad, not my brother, mm-hmm. because he he was the adult. He had to help. He went to work. So that he could help my mom financially take care of my sister and I.
1: Yeah, he was a, it's like he had to grow up and be that man of the house. So what was your brother's name? Sheldon. Sheldon. And what was your sister's name? Loretta. Loretta. So do you remember very much around the time that your dad passed away of just your, your feelings around that time or?
2: Um, yeah, I remember the day he, he died because everybody came, of course, all the brothers and sisters and, I remember being on the lawn plane with my lamb <laughs> and all these cousins coming and I thought it was a great day because all my cousins were coming
1: Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, because you you're know, a little kid.
2: You're six, you don't. Yeah. You don't. And I can remember my mom, the day he was buried, wanting me to go in and look at him in his coffin, and I was petrified. So somebody held me up at the door, and she was so happy because then
1: I could tell her I'd seen him.
2: Mm-hmm. but
1: yeah, that- yeah, I mean, you were little, but yeah. but so you were able to especially when they held you up, grasp that your dad had passed away, yeah, so after that, I mean, you had talked about how the hell for seven years well i I don't really I'm not big into farming, I actually don't know anything about it, so it was like these hell storms that came yes. and then ruined the crops. Is that yes. what it was
2: Yes, the ha- we got hailed out seven years in a row
1: so is that just like one storm that comes or is it yes so one storm can ruin an whole- entire crop yes oh i didn't kayla did you know that oh well i'm <laughs> southern we, alberta <laughs>
2: so that everyone does we also, like, <laughs> we, our farm was on a creek so i don't know if that creek had but i always thought i heard somebody and i don't know if this is true or not but because of the creek hail kind of follows a creek bed or a And I think maybe because our farm was like right on the creek. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but we got bailed out seven years in a row.
0: Man, it was bad. So did she have to start working right from year one or did she, was
2: she She, able to wait till kind of? I think it was maybe a couple of years before she finally decided we were going to starve to death if she didn't.
1: And so then after she got a job, did you still keep the farm up and going? Okay. So your brother Sheldon still helped with that? Yes. Okay. And what did your mom do for work when she went out and got a job?
2: Um, she she went to the general hospital in Claire's home and worked in the kitchen serving food. She was called a tray girl, so she had to set up the food and help cook the food. And, and she did that for several years. And then we had um, the mental hospital in Claire's home expanded, and so she got a job there. And she worked in the kitchen there, but it was on just one unit. And she worked there until for many, many, many years.
1: So as a young girl, seeing your mom that she's doing, she has this job. She's trying to keep the farm. She's trying to like raise both you guys seeing, being the mom and the dad. So like seeing that she had all these responsibilities, did it make you as a, a kid grow up and not necessarily fight with your mom?
2: No, my mom and I actually were very, very close. Yeah. Um My sister you know, left because she was older than me. And I can remember in my teenage years, like maybe 12. Well, it had to be before I was 12, because when I was 12, my mom and I moved off farm to town. Anyways, my sister had double dated herself one night. And so she had gone off with of the second boy. She had him come earlier than the first boy. Oh, and look at and I your sister. didn't want to lie to him when he came to the door that she wasn't there and why she wasn't there. So we hid in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the closet laughing and giggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. He probably could hear us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we were in the, like her and I did a lot of fun things together and she was, um, Called to Young women, Women's when I was called to Young Women's. And she was in Young Women's the whole time I was in there. And um, I remember one Halloween, we had a Halloween party. So her and I dressed up like Indians. She was a maiden and I was a chief. <laughs> and anyways, my brother at that time was dating um a, a girl and so we tried out these costumes on the way there we ran into their house and did a little war dance <laughs> in the middle of their kitchen and my brother's father-in-law was washing his hair and he yelled to his wife he yelled "Ruth Ruth come quick it sounds like there's Indians in here" <laughs> she'd come running out and we wouldn't talk Mm -hmm. and so anyways then we went to the church and of course we go running into the auditorium and they were just going to starting to say prayer and we're doing this little war dance (laughs) and one of the young men's in the young men's presidency grabbed my mom and me and dragged
1: us in the kitchen (laughs)
2: So, my mom and I, we were very close, and we did a lot of things together. So, a lot of fun it things.
1: sounds like, yeah, you have that fun, spunky personality that you, your mom both did. And
2: yeah, and it was really fun. Yeah, she was she was good. She was very good to me.
1: So, do you feel like you were closer with her than your other siblings were, just because you were at home longer, probably by yourself? Yes. Or?
2: Yes. yes, very much. And... My sister got married, and I didn't like who she married, and he was pain, and he was very rude, and he was very obnoxious, and <laughs> there wasn't anything nice about him, and he was mean to my sister. Like, not physically, but he was verbally mean to her. Yeah, yeah. So I can and see
1: why you didn't like him.
2: So I, I didn't like him, and... My mom particularly, I don't believe liked me either, but yeah. So of course, then I was closer to her. And my brother, he always, actually, he went to work in the oil patch and stuff after a while because he could make more money and help my mom more. So it was just her and I. So yeah, I was very close to my mom.
1: Are there any traits that your mom had that you tried to be like, oh, following her no, example? I not try
2: to be like her, but I am like her. <laughs> <laughs> It's
1: just forty years. Keila, what are your memories of? Um, what did you call her, mom, grandma, Gra- great grandma, great grandma? That's why I was
0: called her great grandma. Yeah, probably one of the my favorite memories. It's just a really short one, but I was I was dating this guy in high school, and I remember we were having dinner at Mama's one day, and. This guy and I got asked to go pick up great-grandma from her apartment. And so we went, and he had this really loud truck. It was like an 81 short box, super loud truck. And we pick up great-grandma in it and get to mama's house. And as soon as we pull up, we're like, well,
1: how was that? And she just goes,
0: get me out (laughs) of (laughs) here.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and so after high school what did you where did life take you? Are you still on the farm or you guys you had moved into town? When did you we, move into uh, town? We moved to
2: town when I was 12 and um her and I we lived in a little duplex and um it was quite small it only had one bedroom and I had a boyfriend at the time and he He would come all the time on the weekends, sleep on the couch because he had gone to school. His parents were from Glenwood, or his mother was. His father had passed away. Anyway, he spent a lot of time with us. So eventually we moved down the street into a bigger house, into a two-bedroom house. And we had missionaries come to our house all the time. And I remember this missionary coming and... I was young. I was stupid. Anyways, they had this committee where all this youth were met with the missionaries to try mm-hmm. and help them find people to teach and everything. Anyways, these missionaries were at our house all the time. My mom was always feeding them. They were always there. And this missionary, when he got transferred, he said to me, I, I'm, I bet that you're married before I get off my mission. And I said, oh, don't be crazy. So we bet $5.
1: Oh, Yeah
2: that I I said, I won't be married. Anyways, he came back when he got off his mission to ask me to marry him. And when he came, I was already married to Papa. (laughs) (laughs) So did you pay him $5?
1: No, I didn't see him. He was so
2: (laughs) devastated. I didn't even see him. He went to my mom's, and my mom told him I was married, and he was so devastated he left.
1: How far was he into his mission when you made this bet?
2: I don't even know how
1: far it was in the transmission. So, okay, let's talk a little about your love life. This is one of my favorite topics. So, (laughs) who was your first kiss? So many, it's hard to remember, (laughs) huh?
2: No. I can't remember the guy's name. I can see him, but I can't remember. describe,
1: Describe him for us.
2: Um. Oh, he was a little bit taller than me, and he was dark. He was only living in Claire's home for the summer. Um, I think his name was Brian. Mm. Anyways, yeah, it was nothing sensational. I was okay.
1: (laughs) And so then, the your next boyfriend was he the one that would sleep on the couch? Yes. Okay. I, I
2: went. I went with him for from grade eight. Oh. Yeah, actually, I remember. I started going out with him grade 8 and he was in grade 12 because they had decided that year that the grade 8s couldn't go to graduation. And he went and got special permission for me to be able to go to graduation with him. And so all of my girlfriends were furious with me because I got to go to graduation and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So they showed up at graduation and Monday morning they got hauled into the office. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. And I dated him for probably two or three years. And then when he was getting ready to go on his mission, um, he quit dating me. But just before he left, he came to see me. But he wouldn't ask me to wait for him because he didn't think it was fair. So he went on his mission. And while he was on his mission, I met Papa. And um, we ended up getting married. And so I thought, well, I should write him a letter and tell him.
1: Dear John.
2: Yeah. But it was too late because he had an aunt that lived in the same town as us. And she had taken the clipping out of the Clarion paper and sent it to him. Oh. And... I had, my cousin was actually his, what do you call him?
0: Mission companion?
2: No, not the president. District leader? Yeah, district Dist- leader. And so he told me that when he got, he took my picture out on the sidewalk and jumped on it. <laughs> oh, <Come dang>. <laughs> <laughs> and what was this guy's name? Doug. Doug. Yeah, and when he came home off his mission, he came to see me. and And at that time, Papa and I were not getting along very well in our marriage and he just said to me you need to smarten up because you have a little girl and but if it doesn't work out i will be waiting for you but we papa was very patient he he outweighed me so it worked
1: (laughs) okay so now i'm excited to hear about papa was he the next guy or was there another guy
2: um well, there might have been a few dates no one- in between. Yeah, These yeah. next serious. One. Okay,
1: so yeah. what's Papa's name?
2: His name is Richard Allen Stangy. Okay, and he was kind of wild.
1: Oh. And my very
2: best girlfriend was crazy about him, and I told her she should just forget about him because he was far too wild for her.
1: Like describe wild. What did wild mean back then?
2: Well, he just he had a really hot truck, and. <laughs> He roared up and down the streets, and I don't know. Yeah, like, for a Mormon girl, he was kind of out there.
1: Okay. He was Lutheran. With his truck. He
2: was Lutheran. Oh, and he was but Lutheran. He, yes, and he was just, um, I don't know. I i wouldn't say he was a great catch or anything. He was just <laughs> a while.
0: Was kind of wild.
2: The girls kind of liked him because of that, idea. I think. Mean, because like, he
0: was a bad boy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Was he, what's the age difference between you?
2: Um, four years
0: okay so, so how old anyways, were you when you met him
2: he he invited myrna out on a date and his best friend invited me out on a date. and so we did that a couple of times and then they decided we were out on a date and why we went into some place to go to and Claire's home, you used to drive up and down Main Street when they called it Manny's, and that was the excitement for Claire's home. <laughs>
0: it still is the excitement for
2: Claire's home.
1: <laughs> so her
2: and I had gone into the bathroom, like because and when we come back, they had switched vehicles. Um, Alan was in the vehicle, up, and so when I got in, I was with him and Myrna was with Walt. And they did it as a joke, but then the next day, Alan called me and asked me out. <laughs> and I knew that Myrna really, really liked him, and so I went and tried to convince her that she should go with Walt and I would go with Al that night. <laughs> anyways, we did do it that night, and then Al and I continued to go out, but Myrna quit going with Wald, And shortly thereafter, Alan and I were married. And I guess if you want to know the truth, I ended up pregnant. And so he went to my mom. Well, my mom called him when she found out I was pregnant. Was she mad? And she was hurt. Yeah. Anyways, the two of them decided that we should get married. They didn't ask me what I want. Oh, they didn't? No. My mother and Alan decided that we should get married. And so we got married. And I was married the day before my 17th birthday.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, wait. So there's a lot of stuff in this story. So, (laughs) and this is what I love because not being like your granddaughter, it's easier for me to ask these (laughs) questions. Do
0: you know that story, Kayla? Yeah, I think so.
1: So. Um, Okay, so when you found out you were pregnant and you're 17, what were your emotions surrounding that?
2: Well... My emotions were, I was so sick. I puked every day.
1: Oh, really? That's
2: where
0: I I, got it from.
2: (laughs) I didn't didn't have time to feel sorry for myself because I was too busy puking. Mm -hmm. And when we got married, I got up every morning like a good little wife, and I cooked Al breakfast before he went to work, and he'd sit down to eat, and I'd go in the bathroom and start puking. And about a week or two of this, he said to me, just stay in bed. Don't bother cooking me breakfast. I cannot stand to look at an egg while you're in there puking. <laughs> so guess what? I never cooked breakfast again after that. <laughs> Ever? Ever. Ever. Oh, well, maybe once in a while if we had company or something. But basically, he was the breakfast guy. He always cooked
1: breakfast. Oh. So, and this is like a hypothetical, but do you think that you guys would have gotten married if you wouldn't have gotten pregnant? Was it going that direction already or?
2: Yeah, it was.
1: Okay. So you did love him.
2: Well, I thought it was fun to be with
1: Yeah,
2: It was more exciting. Yeah. I'm not sure that at 16, you think you're in love, but I'm not sure you really know what love is.
1: No, I think that's right. I'm not sure I I really know what love is.
2: I'll be honest. I thought I loved him at that point. But you know what? When I think back now, it was puppy love. Yeah. Like I was infatuated with him Mm
1: -hmm. and his car that he drove down Main Street. (laughs) Um, so did you guys have a wedding or was it? Um, no, we got married
2: in my mom's living room and my girlfriend and his two best friends. And that was it. My mom told my brother she couldn't even be there. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was, it was our bishop who was my mom's really good friend and my mom, Al, me, my bride one girl and Wait, was the
1: girl um Martha, Myrna? Yeah. Oh Myrna came to yeah, the wedding. Okay. She did. So she still was your friend after that. Yeah. Okay.
2: And anyways, she ended up marrying Walt eventually.
1: Oh, so it was a good switch that they made that night. I
2: guess so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then how soon after you were married was your was it a daughter or son that was born? It was Shelly. Oh, Shelly. Okay.
2: Yeah, she was my first child. And we were married August the 5th. And she was born February 12th.
1: Okay. Let's see a little bit. And Shelly is Kayla's mom. Yes. So um, and so you're this new wife, and then you have a kid. How did your mom help you learn how to Oh yes. Shelly wouldn't be here if it hadn't been for my mom. Yeah. I was an kid. <laughs> <laughs> Authentic, I, I love it. I, I, I thought
2: I was just mature woman, but I really wasn't. Like my mom, my mom helped a lot.
1: Like, so what are, were some of the things that you felt like you were airhead with of raising? Well, I kid? didn't then,
2: but now I can see. I yeah, was, yeah. Um, I was just immature, and my mom would babysit a lot, even though she had to get up early in the morning and be at work. Because if we wanted to go do something, then she would babysit. And like, I, she was our built-in, not built-in, because she didn't live with us, but she was always at her house taking care of Shelly. And I have to tell you this little story. Shelly was just little, and we'd gone to my mom's for supper, and my mom was just cleaning out her fridge. Like, she said, just come over and we'll eat leftovers. And Shelly was sitting in the high chair, and my mom said, so what have we got on that table? to eat and Shelly went. Oh shit. And those were her first words. <laughs> those were her first words. So my mom was furious <laughs> because obviously I'd been saying longer. <laughs> Did you know those were her first
1: words? No. That's funny. <laughs> so, what was Shelly like as a kid? Um
2: She she was good. she was a good little girl. She was very fun. Actually, my sister Had been married for five years, and they had tried and tried to have the baby, and they couldn't. So they decided to adopt. Anyways, when they decided to adopt, then she got pregnant, and she was so excited. And then along come the little sister, and she had the first grandchild 12 days before her. So we had two little girls, because she had a girl too. So my mom had two little granddaughters very close together.
0: So which one is my mom's age Tammy or Tammy. Tammy?
1: Okay. And then you had said that the missionary came back or was it who came back and said your marriage was you said that your marriage was a little rocky and they're like if you yeah, want that was the missionary thing. That was the missionary, okay. So why was your marriage a little rocky at that point? Oh. Also if any of my questions are too personal, you don't have to answer. Well,
2: because I was immature.
1: Mhm. And
2: I guess probably because at that point I was thinking that I'd made a big mistake that maybe the grass was greener on the other side.
1: Mm -hmm. I really appreciate your honesty, though, because I think it's good to hear that back then that you were feeling like the grass is greener. Because I feel like that's such a big thing right now, especially being single and in dating. It's always like the grass is greener.
2: Like He was just, I don't know, he was just really, I did not appreciate him until he died. Really? Like, truly, appreciate everything about him until he died.
1: And then just missing him after. How how long ago did he pass away? Seven years. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. And he did a lot. He did a lot of things, like when I had knee surgery and stuff. And he decided, he was always a truck driver, and he was always gone. But then he decided that he had missed his kids. He didn't want to miss his grandkids, so he should get a job and be closer to home. And... Like he came home and I would come home from work and he would wash clothes and one week I had green underwear and the next week they were pink underwear <laughs> and then I said okay Al this is how it is if you want to wash your own clothes go for it but leave mine alone I'm not into pink and green garments it just doesn't work
1: <laughs> so Keila did you know that about their story Mm-mm. so is that something that you would have never like thought. Happen because I sometimes i here's here's what I like about your honesty here is sometimes you look at people that have been married for a long time, because how many years had you guys been married for?
2: Um we were married for we we're having our forty ninth wedding anniversary. He was he passed away two weeks before our forty ninth okay,
1: so almost fifty years. so you yeah. look at these couples that have been together forever, and it's like, wow, they look like they have it all together, you know, and so it's cool to hear that like. That doesn't come right at once. It's, it's like It doesn't over time. Ever come. Oh, it, it doesn't come. ever you're yes. ruining my dreams. It never comes. No, <laughs> because
2: you know what? If you you are you and he is he and if you be yourselves, you just have to compromise a lot. And Al compromised. I wasn't a good compromise.
1: <laughs> he gave in a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He sounds like a really good man.
2: He was. I, and like I said, I didn't realize, you know, I just took him for granted because yeah. he always did it. Yeah. And so I, and now when I see some of my children's and grandchildren's spouses, I just shake my head and think, oh my, they, they didn't do so well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> not referring to my spouse. Of course not.
1: <laughs> what are some of the things that you miss about Papa?
2: Cooking breakfast. hmm. Scrubbing the floor. bathrooming. me.
1: He did all this stuff?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, what would he make you for breakfast?
2: Oh, his specialty was bacon. Oh, yes, because you, you're <laughs> well, a bacon he graver. He's actually a sausage man. He likes sausage better, but I like bacon. Bacon, poached eggs on toast, and fried potatoes. He made the best fried potatoes. Do you remember
1: his fried potatoes? Yeah, they yeah. were good. <laughs> yes. I
0: try, but
2: I'm not as good as
1: him. Kayla, what are some of your memories of Papa?
0: Um so just some of the simple ones. He would always have change in his pockets and he would always take it out and have a big handful of it. And he would always say, if you can guess how much is exactly how much is here, it's yours. You can have it. So he did that all the time. Or, Would you be able to guess? No, I don't oh. think anyone ever guessed right. <laughs> there's always a massive pile of change. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever got mm-hmm. it. But Or um, he liked puzzles, like little mind game puzzles and stuff. So I always remember like doing puzzles and stuff with him. And there's this one particular one. It was like a wooden board with all these bent metal twisted things. I believe it was from a prison, wasn't it? It's like, or it's
1: designed it from, from grandfather.
0: Yeah. Story. Anyway, but that was the one thing that he passed away while I was on my mission. And that was the one thing that when I got to talk to my family, I was like, could I please have that puzzle? Because it was one thing I just remember like spending lots of time with him, him teaching me how to, how to take it apart and stuff. But yeah. So just like, or, and I went to, when I graduated from high school, I stayed in Clarkson working and I would go and have lunch with mama and papa every day while I was still living in Clairson for like that eight months after I graduated or something. And I would go to their house once a week before Young Women's and have dinner with them. So I j- I spend a lot of time at their house and stuff, hanging out. So
1: so it sounds like you have the same relationship with Mama and Papa that that Mama had with her grandma, like just that love. Yeah,
0: I would say so. <laughs> like I said, I feel like I have the best grandma. So I don't know what <laughs> she's talking about, but
1: <laughs> do you, Mama, do you feel like that was important to you when you started to have grandkids that you were able to be? that grandma to them that you had? Yes.
2: I I wanted them to have fun with me. I wanted them to remember doing fun stuff. Like, um, I remember when they were little and they, they always came to my house for Christmas and Easter. I never shared them with their other side of the family because Kevin's father passed away shortly after. So they just always came. Anyways, it just worked out that, that I got to have them for everything. And, I remember when Easter, they came for Easter dinner. And and of course, the grandkids loved to be together. As little kids, they loved it. And their parents would say, go play, go play. You know, just like when we were done eating. And the kids were whining because they were bored. So I thought, okay, this is enough of this. So the next year, I decided that I should do an Easter hunt all over Claire's home. So I hid Easter eggs all over Claire's home and they found one at my house and then we got in my van and we'd go and they'd have to find the next day, read the clue, go to the next place. Anyways, when we got to the end, they they had to, that year, because they were building a lot of new homes in Claire's home, I had buried the treasure in a dirt hill. Do you remember Kayla?
0: I remember digging I, it up.
2: But... And we had one shovel. And so I think because Kayla was the oldest, she got the shovel. And the rest of the kids were down digging with their hands. And I buried this big box. And then in it was was a treat that they treasured they got. And we did that for years. Yeah, it
0: became a yearly, yeah. yearly tradition.
2: Every Friday, Good Friday, they came to my house. And we had to dye Easter eggs. Every kid got a dozen Easter yeah. eggs.
0: She made us do this until I was 23. <laughs> <laughs> That was the last year that I had to die a dozen Easter eggs, and it's only because I left on my mission. I'm pretty sure that we still, I'd still be dying a dozen Easter eggs every year. Well,
2: because I kept saying, well, it's not fair for little Cody. He hasn't gotten to do this, (laughs) so I made them keep doing. And then we would go Eastering because as a child, I got to go Eastering. And Eastering is you go find a hill, you take your hard-boiled eggs, and one, two, three, go, and they let their eggs go and roll them down the hill and see whose eggs make it to the bottom first.
0: And then it would turn into an egg fight. We would end up throwing the eggs at each other afterwards and just having the egg fight. With so are those some of your favorite memories? Yeah, I think we have, tradition-wise, I'd say Easter we had the most, there ended up being the most traditions around Easter, mm-hmm. going to Mama's and doing the egg hunt and dyeing the eggs and Eastering
1: and all that stuff. So, What are some of your other favorite memories of Mama? Not to put you on the of spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when I was, was I 12
0: when we went shopping? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. I don't know if it's she a was, favorite memory, but there's definitely one that we both starting, will never forget. She was starting Young Women's. Uh-huh. And so,
2: of course, Mama thought that she should have a new outfit to start Young Women's. Now Kayla can tell well,
0: me. So we she took me to Calgary, and we went, I, we were just at the mall. We went everywhere. Like, we went to probably a million different stores. And eventually, didn't we call my mom when we were both crying? Like, did we call yeah, her from a payphone or something? She standing on one
2: side of the clothes rack, and I was on the other. And I was bawling, and she, <laughs> she was bawling <laughs> yes. because she didn't like anything. I liked and I didn't
0: like what she picked (laughs) out so I spent the day in Calgary and it just ended up both of us in tears (laughs) we did get an outfit at the end of the day it was this it was a purple I had like a purple button up blouse thing and a purple dress that I remember (laughs) it was a skirt yeah yeah sorry a skirt it was a little blouse and a little skirt but
2: (laughs) so she ruined it for Amy the next granddaughter because I was not doing that again we didn't make that a tradition (laughs) (laughs)
0: but i'd say a lot of my memories are just like going over to their house and stuff. but she or your craft room too i remember always because she always did craft classes at her house like wood crafts papa would cut them out and then mama would have all these ladies over and teach them how to like paint it and make it all cute and assemble it or whatever so i'd always go raid her like craft closet and she'd always let me like pretty much take whatever i wanted and make whatever i wanted in there and painting things all the time but or we'd go camping yearly, and Mama would always have, like, games for us to play and, like, activities for us to do. And she just always had things going on for us to do. We were never
1: never bored. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you are a very active grandma. Well,
2: I was a young grandma, and so I wanted to really enjoy, enjoy them
1: mm-hmm. while I
2: was young and could, could enjoy them. Yeah.
1: So how many – so you have three kids. So Shelley. And then was it Marty after? Yes. And then Jenny. Jenny. And then how many grandkids? So Kayla was the oldest. Yes. And Shelly has two children. Marty has
2: two children. And Jennifer had four boys.
1: Okay. And how many great grandkids do you have now?
2: I have four
1: Four. Yeah. Three are mine.
2: <laughs> and three are Caleb. <laughs> and one other little girl. So I have two girls and two boys.
1: But you are the oldest grandchild. <laughs> yes. So the others will catch up. Yeah. You said that Papa, he was Lutheran. Did he ever join the church? The yes, Jesus he Christ did. of Latter day Saints? When he turned 40,
2: I had him a 40th birthday party. He got hammered. Oh, he was so drunk. Anyway, <laughs> it was a wild party, but it was a good one for him. And. Um, <laughs> then it was just shortly after, these friends of our, well, friends of mine, Alta Herrick, she was way older than me, but she just kind of took me under her her wing. And anyways, her husband kept asking Al if he would, if he would take the discussions and he'd say no. And we had so many missionaries go through our house. We had this little missionary come and Al just really liked him. And Leah at the time said to him you think maybe it's time you took the discussions? And so anyways, it was like a couple of weeks after this horrible birthday party. Well, it wasn't horrible, but anyways, this wild birthday party about. And he said to me, so something about going to Herrick's. And I said, why are we going to Herrick's? And he said, oh, don't act stupid. And I said, well, I'm not acting stupid on purpose, but why are we going there? What is Herrick's? He said, well, you know. It was
0: Alta's last name. Alta and Lee Herrick. Oh, okay.
2: And he said, so you don't know that I'm going to start the discussions at Herrick's tonight? And I went, no, you are? And he said, yes. And I went, oh, okay. (laughs) So we went, and then the next week we went, and they said to him, um, would you consider getting baptized? And he said, yes, let's set a
1: date. Were you shocked? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause like he was 40 and he was 21 when we got married. So 19 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, it was really hard when he joined the church. Cause you know, I was able to use him for an excuse. Like, I can't do that cause Al might not like it. You know? <laughs> and so once he joined the church, then you don't have an excuse. So <coughs> It, it was, it was hard. And actually, he was better than me. Like, he would read his scriptures all the time. And, and uh, my kids laughed because, you know, I was always going to be, and we never had family home evening because Al wasn't a member. And then, uh, you know, they t- preach it at church. So then I think, okay, now we're going to smarten up here and we're going to have family home evening. And every lesson, every time I did this, like every two or three years, we always had <laughs> it on the word of wisdom. <laughs> He said, that's all we ever learned because <laughs> that was the only family maybe we ever
1: had it <laughs> Be- was that before he got out yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but he always said you can go to church i will support you when the kids had talks or anything if he was home he was always there like he supported us very much
1: going to church by he didn't go with us unless the kids were doing, doing something. So what changes did you notice in him after I he joined no the church? Idea. I have no idea. I think we just wore him down. Yeah. Yeah. So you wore him down. And then after he was baptized, were, did he, were there any changes that happened in his life? Like, did he stop drinking? And yes.
2: Yeah. He had started smoking again. And then they, they had us take classes, temple classes. And, of course, he was smoking, so we couldn't do it. And then they had us take temple classes a second time. And then they wanted us to take them a third time. Like, this was... uh, And I just said, Al... He said, so are we going to take these temple classes? I have to tell them. And I said, well, I don't know. To me, you're wasting their time. We've done it twice. We wasted their time, so it's entirely up to you. If you're going to quit smoking and you really want to go to the temple and be sealed to me, okay, fine. If not, tell them no, because why are we wasting their time? And so that was probably Friday and Sunday. He said, okay, we're going to the temple classes. And he just quit like that, and we did the temple classes, and we went to the temple and was sealed, and the same day Kevin and Shelly and were sealed to their children, and then Shelly was sealed to us.
1: Oh, that's really cool, but yeah,
2: and it was a uh, just before, it was just before Christmas. It was the twenty fourth, wasn't it? No, he was baptized on the twenty fourth of December.
1: Do you, yeah, how how old were you, Caleb? on this do you this?
0: I had to have. Well, I was baptized already because I remember being mad at my parents for not going to the temple earlier because if they had gone before I was baptized, I wouldn't have had to be interviewed by the bishop to go to the temple. <laughs> but because I was already baptized, I had to have an interview, and so I was mad at them that they hadn't yeah. gone earlier. So I had to be eight or nine. I yeah. I was either eight or nine because I was baptized already. So
2: Jesse wasn't in school.
0: No. He, so he would have been three or f- four, four probably. Yeah. He was probably, he was probably four. four.
2: And you know, they had a they had used to have a great big kind of water fountain in the Cardston Temple. Jesse that day he just said, I want to slide down that banister and spit in that pool. And the day we went to the temple, it was it was very awesome. Um I was very sad because I really thought that day that I would feel my dad there. And I didn't. Anyways, as we were going home, um My mom was in the car with us, and then Kayla's family was behind us, and Shelly phoned, and she said, Mom, and I said, what? And she said, well, I just want to share with you what Jesse said. And he just said, Grandpa was there today. And she said, oh, was Grandpa Needham at the temple? Because he had known Grandpa Needham, but he had never known my dad. And he said, no, that other grandpa was there. I saw him. So, like... I guess I wasn't
1: in tune, but a child <laughs> was. So That's cool. Yeah. So how many years had you guys been married at this point?
2: Oh, my.
0: Would it have been 30? Um, probably about that because my mom was like 24 when I was born and I was like 8. So it would have been like 30, 30 to 32 years or something 32. Like that.
1: Mm-hmm. which is really cool that at the beginning of your marriage, you probably never thought that that day. Like, did you think that that day would happen, that one day you guys would get sealed, or did you have hopes for well, that?
2: Yeah, when I married him, I thought, oh, he'll, he'll join the church, but I honestly didn't think it would take that long. Okay. I thought I could wear him down sooner, <laughs> but I didn't.
1: So that but, day was really awesome then for yes. you. but there was a period
2: in our married life when – I started drinking and just partying hardy and having a good time. While he was out during the week Mm -hmm. on road trips, I was out having a good time. I could dance on the bars, tables like you you (laughs) wouldn't believe. Like, it was bad. Anyways, he came home one time, and there was beer bottles from the gate right to our back step. And he said, what are these doing? And I said, well, I guess we had a party or something. (laughs) And he said, what is the matter with you? He hadn't joined the church yet, uh-huh. but he said to me, what is the matter with you? And I said, what do you mean, what's the matter with you me? And he said, why are you drinking? And I said, well, you do it, and you think it's okay. And he said, but you were raised better. And that kind of, I smartened mm. up. I did smarten up after that.
1: Like, he put up with a lot of crap for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, so the little bit that we've interacted to me in my eyes, you're just like this sweet LDS grandma that's lived this <laughs> straight and narrow <laughs> life, and so hearing this story makes me be like, everyone has their stuff, everyone has like their their things that are hard for them, and I really just like hearing, you know, the the I think more than anything is like that the atonement's real, that we can change, and you know, like what you said that that when he said that to you, like you were raised better, that it. It was like that shift for you.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because my mom was raised Catholic. My mom went to Catholic school. She married my dad, who was LDS, but he smoked and drank. When we moved to Claire's home, he started going to church, but he was still smoking. And then we were only there for a year, and and he died. They were building the new church in Claire's home, and we had a lot of sand on our farm, so he donated, donated all the sand for the new church free mm-hmm. you know and so like he really was a good man but like and when my mom married my dad my dad who she, her family was very strict catholic her mother just said to her if you choose to be mormon then you'll be a good Mormon." so my mom taught primary from the start she was still drinking coffee when my dad died and stuff, but mm-hmm. then she quit, and we went to the temple and was sealed to my dad after that. But so
1: when you had your, like, party phases, you know, and did your mom know about that, or did she just think that—
2: I think my mom tried to ignore it. Tried to I, ignore it? I think she knew, but I think she tried to ignore
1: it. Mm-hmm. So it was probably a really happy day for her, too, yeah. when you went
0: and got sealed. So when did great-grandma join the church? When was she baptized? Was it after they were married? yes so was it how like when
2: i think quite soon after yeah yeah but you know my my grandma my grandma silk she actually came from salt Lake. they were one of the people asked to go to canada to establish the church in canada so they worked on the canal and sterling and stuff but my grandma she drank coffee up to the last day she she died Mm -hmm. but she was a good woman
0: so how old was she when they moved to canada
2: how old was she? Yeah. I don't and your grandma's
0: know.
2: You hmm. need to ask my brother. He says <laughs> you know what, I, I hate genealogy. <laughs> 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 I like to hear their stories, but I don't want to do the work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, now I get that. Yeah. Okay, so a question for you. So you you had married this guy that he didn't share the same faith as you. And it seemed at times that you're out partying and you aren't really caring as much about living the religion. So why did you stay in the faith? Like, why did you continue to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints?
2: Well, because it's true. Just because you get a little stupid, (laughs) go off the deep end. You know, I think deep down in my heart, I always knew it was true.
1: No, that makes sense. (laughs) And,
2: you know, we're so lucky to have repentance and forgiveness in our church. You know, like, I don't know. And I swear, like, uh, and I say damn in hell in the church, and people are just horrified. And I said, well, what's the difference if I say hell in here or I say it out on the street? It's still bad, and God knows that I'm saying it. So, like, Oh, hell, that's my favorite word. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Didn't I say that to you when you are calling me? Yeah. Because I said, do you want me to prepare for these questions? And Steph was like, well, no. And I said, okay, here's going to be her response to your question. Oh, hell, Steph, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's so true. But but that's the thing is I think that sometimes we feel like what makes a, a good member of the church is to like yeah, how you were like, my mom – or whoever drank coffee until the day they, they, they died. Or you um, swearing or whatever. That These things, that if you live them perfectly, then that makes you a good Christian and that makes you a good person. But the more that I'm learning in life, it's really just trying to love the way that Jesus loves, you know, and like not getting as focused into like the nitpicky things I, and using the atonement.
2: My whole life I've been very outspoken. and uh-huh. um, I tell people what I think. But if somebody really needs my help, I would be the first person there to help them. Like I really, but don't take advantage of me because I'll tell you about that too. (laughs) Like you just don't do that to people. And, you know, being a good person and believing in the church, like these Molly Mormon women just drive me crazy. Like, and they go home and shut their door. And I'm here to tell you they are not Molly Mormon behind those doors. (laughs) Like, come on. Get real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's what I like that you're authentic. And and you talking about service, I heard recently that a couple of years ago we had our cousins, their house burned down. And I heard that you made a quilt for them not even knowing who they are. And I'm like, that is so cool. Was it you that
0: had told me that or was it my mom? Yeah, no, I brought it down from her. Yeah. She sent it down.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, that's so cool. You didn't even know them, but you just heard that they had lost everything and your quilts are beautiful and take a ton of time, but that you took that time to, to serve this family down here miles away that you didn't know. So,
2: you know what, that's what life is about. It's just, you don't have to know people to help them. Just, I, I have to tell you one time it was, it was Thanksgiving and I'd run to the store. All my kids were at my house for Thanksgiving and there was a guy in head of me and he, he was in town, like, I really feel bad. Anyways, he didn't have enough money to pay for his groceries. And I didn't help him pay for them. And like when I got home, I said I said to my kids what had happened. And they said, Mom, why didn't you help him? Like it was just a few dollars. And I have felt so bad about that ever since. Because here we were eating this great big Thanksgiving dinner. And he had bare necessities. And yes, he was a bum in Claire's home. But he still had to eat. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to be better since then.
1: Yeah, you know, those little moments that you can learn from. So what's your advice? You have this posterity of, you have three kids. How many grandkids again? Eight. Eight grandkids and four great grandkids. What's your advice? And I'm sure many more after the, that, but what's your advice to your posterity? If there's, if this is your opportunity to share with them words of wisdom from mama, what do you want them to know?
2: Do you know what I want them to do? I want them to love each other unconditional doesn't matter what they're doing in their life you might not approve of it you can tell them you don't approve of it but if they need help you are there to help them you are there for each other because that's all you have in life like I love my grandkids because they come and visit me and I have people in our ward say to me do you realize how spoiled you are and I said what do you mean I'm spoiled and they said Well, your kids are always coming to your house. Your grandkids are always at your house. Like, why do they do that? And I said, well, I hope it's because they love me, and I hope it's because they know I love them unconditionally. I don't like what they do sometimes. I don't like the things that, but you know what? They're part of me, and I love them together. And love is the big thing. Quit judging each other. And just be a family.
1: That's great advice. Kayla, how has mama's unconditional love for you affected your life? Yeah, such a hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like this is the reason I'm wanting to ask these questions is, I mean, because this is like for your kids to listen mm. to one
0: day. I've always been able to like talk to mama about things. I don't. I haven't always taken advantage of it, but, mm-hmm. but I always know that I can go and talk to Mama about things. I know that Mama's always got my back. Even I don't know, like she said, even, even if I'm doing something. Doing. Yeah, even <laughs> if I'm doing something dumb, she's always she's always there. So
1: but you, you like you felt that unconditional love yeah. though. That's the like grandmas are
2: I have always tried to be different for my grandkids, and I very much gave my grandkids a lot of things that their parents couldn't give them. And spoiled them, probably stepped in maybe when I shouldn't. I have to share this little thing because Kayla's sitting here, but, um, I remember she was about five or six and she wanted cowboy boots and a cowboy shirt and she wanted to be a cowboy. So (laughs) mama went out and bought and I bought her a satin shirt.
0: Remember that? Yeah, I had the whole, the whole wardrobe. (laughs) Or did (laughs) you have tassels? I don't, I don't know if there were tassels (laughs) on it, but I'm just picturing like this. And
2: I remember, I remember Jenny's kids. Wanting something and she said they couldn't have it because they, they couldn't afford it. And they said, Oh, it's okay. We'll just ask mama. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Kayla one time saying, I don't know. Jenny's boys, I think it was AJ wanted something. And anyways, Kayla just said, ask mama. She'll get up for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Better than Santa Claus. Just ask mama. <laughs>
2: You know, the, the, the day we, I think this is interesting. The day we went to the temple and were sealed, um, Brent Hall, who ended up being Al's very best friend, he said to Al, Al, what did you think about all of that? And Al said to him, I've done that all before, Brent. It wasn't new to me. Like, where did that come from? Like, you know, but, so I, the church has to be true, right?
1: Eh? Mm-hmm.
2: Is there any doubt? <laughs> you know, how, how can people doubt it? Cause it, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. We're just so, and I all, I often wonder because, you know, they say that on a street, on a one, on, on your block, there is abuse in, houses on your block or something and I think okay so how come I got to grow up where I wasn't not that I wanted to be but like I I was never sexually abused I wasn't beaten I wasn't how come I was so fortunate how come I got to have a good life mm-hmm. right and then you look at some people and you just think oh my goodness how do they how do they get through this and I've always I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the underdog or the kid at church that didn't quite fit in or the kid that wasn't quite living his religion the way he should because kind of I went those down those paths. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I had my wedding shower and it was a very, very, very big shower and somebody said, "I, I can't believe... How big that shower, that shower was for her when she's pregnant. Like, who needs it more than some 16 year old girl who's getting married that doesn't have a clue about life? (laughs) You know? Yeah. So be there to help those kind of people. That's my advice. Like, help
0: the underdog.